The opening chapter of Shara Yichud Ve'amuna, the gate of unity and trust, explores the creation of the world and how the most significant obstacle to living with a palpable experience of Hashem's unity is viewing this creative world as a substantive reality in of itself. In this chapter, Rishnei Zaman depicts the creation and reality of the world in an entirely new light, totally undoing our perception of it as a solid reality. The Torah states the following words, We say it in Aleinu as well, You should know this day and restore it. Take it to your heart. Ki Hashem that God is the Lord. In the heavens above, and in the earth below, on the land, there's no other God. Now this verse requires explanation. Why would anybody be inclined that there is another God dwelling in the water below? Why does the Torah have to tell us that there isn't? You see, if the only intent of the verse is to tell us that God's unity and declare that there's no other deity besides him, why does it place extra emphasis on his being the God in the heavens above and on the earth below? If heaven and earth refer to geographic locations alone, then why convince us and push us to not only know, but also restore it to the heart, to ponder it and reflect on it? Why must a person engage in such a deep analysis to consider the fact that there's no other divinity? So it's this extra emphasis that Rabbi Shneur says requires explanation. Now it is written, he says, in the Tehillim, Forever, Hashem, your word stands in the heaven. And the Baal Shem Tov explains this as following. What does it mean, your word stands in heaven? That the word that Hashem spoke at creation, let there be heaven, these words stand forever in the heaven, making sure that the heaven stands. In other words, <clears throat> it's not a figurative way of speech or allegory. Quite literally, Hashem has to recreate the heavens and the earth and everything in it every single moment. Those ten utterances that created reality are constantly recreating reality because by default the world should never be here. So God has to fight the default and constantly recreate the world because by default there's only godliness. Because if the letters of Hashem's utterance, let there be light, let there be a sky, would withdraw from an instant, heaven forbid, the entire heavens would literally become absolute nothingness as though they had never existed at all. It was all a fantasy. And so too with all the creations in other worlds, both spiritual creations and physical creations. Even with regard to this physical earth and the realm of actual inanimate matter, if the letters of the ten utterances through which Hashem created the world would withdraw, they would disappear. In other words, a rock seems doesn't have that much vitality. But even the rock is being recreated every single moment. Even if you don't see the major vitality, it has to be recreated. If Hashem removes that recreation, it would go back to before pre-creation as if nothing ever happened. And Arizal writes, the great Kabbalist, that also actual inanimate entities such as stones, soil, and water have a soul and spiritual life force that consists of the letters of speech that Hashem created the world in. Now, seemingly, he says, if you look in the Torah, it doesn't say God created stone. It's not one of those uh, ten utterances. Nevertheless, through those ten utterances, every single part of reality, physical and spiritual reality, is manifest. Everything could trace itself back to those letters. Um, 
it's a big idea within Kabbalah that the power of letters, literally the 22 letters of the Aleph Bet, um, plus the five double letters, um, literally with different combinations create realities. So for example, Even, stone, is Aleph Bet Nun. It's that combination specifically in that way. And based on how letters combine, that's how literally creation, so it's almost the DNA, right? The DNA code of spiritual reality, not spiritual, the spiritual DNA code of reality is based on the letters of the Aleph Bet.